This is Cindy from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Denise and I recorded this story from her memoir about growing up Italian in San Francisco, and we really wanted to share it with you. Let us know what you think. Without any further ado, here's Denise reading Polenta. The title of this story is Polenta. I knew before I walked through the front door that my father was stirring his polenta. I could hear the spoon against the copper pan. My mother had told him that I was moving back home for a while. I wanted to divorce my husband. My father makes polenta when he's upset. The size of the pot varies in proportion to the size of the problem. I knew this time I'd see the crowd-sized pot on the stove. I know successful polenta is a light drizzle and a constant stir. My father says you must pour the polenta gently like angel tears raining from heaven. That night I was expecting the movement to be more of a tidal wave. From the moment I was born, my father and I had an unspoken agreement. I could do exactly what I wanted so long as it was what he wanted me to do. If one of us had a problem with the other's decision, we would scream and fight until it was settled. Or one of us got tired. Fighting fair was out of the question, and dragging my mother into the fight to choose sides was expected. Sometimes she ended the fights by threatening to let us kill each other without having dinner first. My father and I knew that was a cheap trick, and it worked every time. We'd never miss dinner. I thought I would enter the kitchen that night, weeping, hoping to have the advantage. I wanted to make him understand that I had tried to make my marriage work, and sadly, nothing, not even my promise to God, in front of 400 of my mother's closest friends, was going to keep me married. And yes, I did know how much that extravaganza cost. It was simple. I wasn't happy. It wasn't a lack of love, but more a lack of respect. When I married Randy and put my dreams on hold while he went to school, I had lost respect for myself. I'd worked for seven years putting him through school, and when he graduated, I wasn't sure if I liked either of us. We tried and failed counseling. I was angry at myself for working for so many years and at him for letting me. I would tell my father the truth. I was sorry, and I didn't mean to disgrace him or my mother or every Catholic relative or the Pope, but I wanted a divorce. I was not going to listen when he brought out his big gun. The big gun was one of my father's finest stories. He was a born storyteller, and this one was the heart-rending story of enlisting in the Army Air Corps after Pearl Harbor was bombed and how he swore if he came back alive, nothing would ever separate him and my mother again. The story made known mobsters cry. I would have to remind him that he was not above using it for an inspirational sales meeting when the interest rate went up and his sales force performance went down. No, this was my life, and my pop was just going to have to accept this. I'd fool him and go in crying. Hello, Dolly, he said. 
Don't try and change my mind, I exploded. I'm not going back to him. I don't care what you say. You can't make me. I wouldn't think of even trying to. Honestly, sweetheart, he spoke softly. I should have known. He was going to use compassion to break me, twisted and disguised Italian guilt. No, Denise, I'm not going to say anything about your getting a divorce. Maybe it's my fault and your mother's. Maybe we spoiled you by letting you have your own way all your life. But we want you to be happy. Truly, Dolly. No, I'm more concerned about your life after the divorce. You know. You know. I know what, Pop? What are you talking about? Denise, after a woman has lived with a man and she has experienced, you know, you know. It is difficult to live without, you know, you know. A widow is different. An older woman may feel relief, but you, you're young, and you know, with what you know and what you have known, it will be difficult to live without the you-know-you-know. Ask your mother about her sister. Her sister went crazy. You, without our protection, a divorced woman, no longer a virgin. I warn you about men, because I was a man myself before I was your pop. And I know that a man will say anything to get you to you know, you know. So have you thought about what will happen if you have to live without you know, you know? I was stunned. He was going to try and win by scaring me, by daring me to talk about you know, you know. Neither of my parents had ever talked to me about you know, you know in my 28 years. The closest my father got to the birds and the bees speech was walking me down the aisle. He told me he was glad I wore white, and did I mean it? I asked my mother once a teenager about you know, you know. She told me to ask Father Riley after communion. I never did. I knew that was like asking a dead man how he felt yesterday. My father was spreading the polenta on his marble slab. He makes perfect polenta every time. No lumps, no bitterness, except tonight. This batch looked a little like it had been mixed with gravel. I knew what he was thinking. I had ruined more than my life that day. Pop, this polenta will make great Christina. Yeah, the toast will be so good we won't even need to put butter on it. Nice and crunchy. You know that is all I want for dinner. Just polenta, just plain old homemade polenta that my pop makes. Yeah, you make the best polenta, Pop. Good old coarse ground cornmeal that you turn into mush and fry into Christina. Did you invent polenta, Pop? Because I know you're the smartest and most wonderful Pop in the world. I knew I was drowning. Denise, I don't have boots on. I'm afraid all your talk will ruin my shoes. I wanted to cry, really cry, like my grandmother at my grandfather's grave, cry like when my sister's baby almost died, cry like my marriage was over and my heart might actually break, or cry like I might have to give up, you know, you know. I'm going to start a new batch of polenta. We can't eat this, so much bitterness. Bitter polenta leaves a bad taste in your mouth that you can't forget. You know, you have to stir in the same direction to keep the mush smooth. Just changing spoons can ruin the pot. No, you must be devoted to the polenta to ensure it will be right. I neglected the last pot. I'll have to try it again. Come, Dolly, sit on the stool and tell me what plans you have for now. And we'll make sure that this batch of polenta is right. Okay, Pop, I sniffed. I watched the polenta turn golden. Look, Denise, the polenta is perfect. 
angel's tears raining from heaven. The batch was perfect. Just in time, my mother arrived home. She was carrying a roasted chicken. Mom, where have you been? I was next door, she was whispering. I wanted to give you and your father some time to talk about. You know, you know, did you? Yeah, Ma, and I have a question. Uh, uh, Denise, at your age, maybe you should ask Dr. Pardini. Ma, please, Dr. Pardini is a podiatrist. Did your sister really grow crazy because she lived without you know, you know? Is that what your father told you? She was laughing. She couldn't stop laughing. No, my sister's husband was always after her to you know, you know. So she told me it drove her crazy. And she was constantly embarrassed because she always had to serve burnt polenta from leaving it unattended on the stove. Her kids think that's how it's supposed to taste. I set the table and my mother poured the wine, popcorn of the chicken, and we ate warm, soft polenta with shaved parmesan whirled in our bowls. After dinner, Pop baked the rest of the polenta and toast to eat the next day. There were no tears or yelling, and as we finished washing the dishes, I could hear my father on the phone telling my aunt how nice it was to have me home again.